You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line drive, this game is over! Birthday, goodbye baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the Now, mound. here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to have you here. Hope you had a good fourth. Well, it's been a while since we've done one of these following a loss, and that's exactly what we're doing today, although technically we haven't spoken since they played two games. So they have so far split with the Angels and now looking for another series win against the Angels in the game tonight. Mariners (laughs) taking on the Angels here in game three of the series. Satchel's helping me in this one. Satchel, my dog, and... uh, She wants pets while I record this, so I guess both things will have to happen. (laughs) So here we go. We have a lot to get to in this podcast. We'll talk about the two games that were played since we last spoke. Also, Rick Riz sits down with Nelson Cruz. That's always a fun conversation. And also, Rick will remember the very last Kingdom game. So that's going to come up in a few minutes as well. Game one of this series between the Mariners and the Angels. It was much like many other games we've seen so far as Wade LeBlanc, who got to celebrate with a contract extension, went out on the mound and dealt again, as he just continues to do seemingly every time he goes to the mound. Pitch to Kinsler. He swings and it's a fly ball, very playable out to right center field. Heredia is coasting over, looks up, and he makes the catch. And Wade LeBlanc spins a beauty tonight. He goes seven innings, allows just one run, the home run by Simmons. LeBlanc in command since pitch number one. Seven innings, three hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts. He was excellent. The Mariners jumped on Heaney early in the ballgame, which was good because he really settled into a nice groove. It was Kyle Seeger providing the punch. The pitch on the way to Kyle. Swing and a line drive into right field. This one is going to drop in a base hit. Segura will score. Hanniger rounding third right behind Segura. The throw is going to be rolling into the second baseman to Kinsler. Young as he threw the ball fell down, and he's hurt out there in right field. Two runs are in. Segura and Hanniger score. Cruz around to third. Seeger will get into second base with a double. And Nelson Cruz, a massive homer. Here's the pitch from Ramirez. 2-0. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Down the line. Going, going. Goodbye baseball. Right over the top of the hand-operated scoreboard. Right underneath the blue-lit Edgar sign on the facing of the upper deck. Nelson Cruz. A leadoff home run here in the bottom of the eighth inning, his 22nd home run of the year. And it's now the Mariners four and the Angels one. And that ball got out of here in a hurry. A cruise missile to left field. Mariners win four to one in game one of the series. Angels, though, would turn the tables in game two. Angels jump on the Mariners 
Actually, the Mariners had a lead in the ball game, a two to one advantage, thanks to a couple of home runs by the M's. Here's the pitch of the way, swinging a drive deep to left field. This one is going and going and goodbye baseball out by the Mariners bullpen. Underneath the out of town scoreboard and Ryan Healy unties it. It's now the Mariners two. The Angels won on back to back home runs by Seeger and Healy and for Ryan Healy home run number 17 on the year. Holy smokes what a comeback by the Mariners here in the bottom half of the second they lead it two to one. Two to one they lead at that point but the Angels burst with a couple runs in the fourth one in the fifth two in the sixth they score in three straight innings. Mariners some chances late in the ball game. The 1-0. Swing and it's cracked into center field. Dropping quickly. Oh my goodness, what a catch by Fletcher, the rookie at second base. He leaves his feet and he reaches to the top shelf to pull it in. That is incredible. What a play by Fletcher. With the bases loaded, that one stung, and the Mariners again a chance to the very end. Pitch on the way, swinging a ground ball to third. Up with the ball is Valbuena. He's got it. Toss across, and it's in time to get Hanniger. The ball game is over. The Angels win it seven to four, and the Angels snap the Mariners' eight-game winning streak this afternoon here at Safeco Field. There was Mariners fall to the Angels 7-4 to in Game 2 of the series. Here's what Scott Service said after the game yesterday. It looked like he had some chances and kept chipping away there. And just couldn't yeah, we had a lot of chances in that ball game today. Uh, certainly our guys did a great job putting pressure on them and not uh, – we just played all 27 out, just didn't get a lot of big hits with the runners in scoring position today. And, uh, it does happen once in a while, but great effort by our guys. I uh, thought we grinded out at bats. Uh, we were right there, uh, you know, one hit away. You know, I got to give their guy credit. Fletcher made a great play on the ball. Segura hit. If that ball drops, it's like four or five of those at bats in the game today that just didn't go our way. But uh, again, we competed our tail off. Uh, we continue to do that. You know, that's why we're in the position we're in because uh, our guys just keep playing hard all the time. You're familiar with Fletcher, right? That's Yes, uh, I was over with the Angels. Uh, we drafted David Fletcher, uh, really heads-up player, young guy trying to, to prove his uh, his worth here in the big leagues, and uh, he is. He's a really uh, his baseball IQ is very high, and you know, great play at that point in the game. He just didn't look sharp uh, as he has been. No, Mike, um, you know, maybe not quite as sharp. But I actually thought he threw the ball okay. Um, you know, the inning, and we ended up uh, taking him out. You know, Trout hits the ball right down the line, and there's two kind of. You know, ground ball, three hoppers to get through the infield. That happens once in a while. Uh, we've been able to make all those plays. Uh, when you get on an eight-game winning streak, those balls turn into double plays, and your shortstop just gets there in time. You know, it's just different things like that. So uh, it happens, and, and Mike's been very, very consistent for us. But uh, you know, the long inning, uh, the inning before, kind of work his way through that one, and we brought him out. Uh, they're in fourth, and, you know, that's when they strung the hits together and just wasn't his day. The, the effort that you saw late in the game, does that show that kind of what happened on the field? It's not a lack of focus or anything. It's just, is the ball not bouncing? Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. You know, I think, you know, the, the at-bats to, to create the traffic, uh, to continue to put rallies out there. I think the, you know, the seventh, we got the bases loaded, nobody out. We get the first two guys out in the eighth, and we get the first two guys out in the ninth, and we only get one run on all that. So uh, it, it does happen. You know, you got to give those guys some credit. They made some plays. They made some pitches to get out of those jams. But... Uh, we keep putting that kind of pressure on teams, and no problem. We'll get back after tomorrow. Goals win the series. You know, we got an opportunity to do that tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll go from there. Maybe a little 
silver lining is getting some of the bullpen arms. Yes, those guys hadn't pitched in. Gosh, Rumble had been 11 days down. The same with Elias. So it's great to get those guys in there. I thought they were very sharp. They're very fresh. Obviously, they had good stuff today. And you need everybody to contribute. Uh, we've been on this stretch. Our starting pitching has been so consistent. Just hasn't had an opportunity for those guys to pitch. But uh, yeah, you know, well, everybody will be available tomorrow. Nobody got overtaxed today, and you know, we'll get back after it. You know, Mitch has a pretty good idea how our, our outfield is uh, situated and where the walls are at. Uh, you know, a couple close plays. Again, you know, balls just kind of tip off his glove today. But uh, again, awesome effort. All of our guys are, are continue to bust their tail. And, um, you know, that's like I said, it's, it's we have a really good thing going here. Guys are disappointed. You don't come back and get the big hit and win that ball game or tie it up somehow. But, you know, keep doing that. I like our chances. What you guys have been doing in late innings? Are you sitting the deck out there going, we're going to get this done? Like, it's because vintage Mariners stuff going on? It is. It is vintage Mariners 2018. Uh, it's been that kind of season. And um, you really did think, you know, somebody's going to pop one out of the ballpark. Well, you have to give their guys credit. They, they calmed it down and they made pitches to get out of those jams. You got to Richard a little bit earlier with the long ball. Fairly, fairly good for yeah, the key to the ball game today, we struck out, I think, 15 times today. 15 of our 27 outs were punch outs. So as far as, uh, you know, you have to give credit to Richard. has got a really good breaking ball, uh, good slider, good curveball through a lot of them um, after we get on a couple of home runs on the fastball. So uh, um, and our guys out of the bullpen. There's a lot of off-speed stuff to get us today, too. So we know that. No going in tomorrow, how we need to make an adjustment and do a bit better job of controlling the zone. Bigger picture, late in March, you guys had an injury to Ramirez and uh, – didn't have Wade LeBlanc quite yet, and now you've got four stars, eight wins. Um, how does it feel to have such stability with you guys in the, in the rotation now compared to where things look a little vulnerable in March? Well, I know guys like yourself, Art, were all in on our starting pitching early in the season, so I'm sure you're not surprised at all. <laughs> right. Uh, we're happy with the guys, and they've thrown great. They really have. The big thing with our with our starting pitching is how consistent they've been. Consistent they've been getting deep in the ball game, and been really efficient. I think Mike Lee last six or seven times out was six, seven innings every time. It happens. Uh, you know, ball doesn't go your way. You don't make the big play or you get a, you know the break behind you. So uh, really happy with our pitching, our starting pitch. That's why you win eight games in a row. You know, you want to say it's oh, it's your offense. It's starting pitching, starting pitching and real solid bullpen, and that's what we've been leaning on. So there it is. That's the skipper Scott Service. Mariners now 55 and 32, a game and a half behind the Astros, who have won a couple in a row. Astros will take on the White Sox starting tonight. The Mariners, of course, finish up with the Angels tonight. A couple other things before we move on to Nelson Cruz and Rick Riz. A very cool moment. Uh, during the game two games ago, D. Gordon, career number 300 in terms of stolen bases. Here's the pitch to Hanniger. There goes D. Pitch low inside. Maldonado throw down a third. Tag up high. And he's safe. Career stolen base number 300 for D. Gordon as he swipes third in the seventh inning. Very cool, D. Gordon. It's a pretty high number, especially these days. Only a couple of others, active players in Major League Baseball, have reached that mark. So number 300 for D. Gordon. If you're wondering where that is on the all-time list, D. Gordon at 300 is 166 on the all-time list as he crosses over the 300 plateau. So pretty cool for D. Gordon. Also, Wade LeBlanc. Getting the contract extension, pitching extremely well that following night. Here's LeBlanc after the ball game. It must have been a pretty fantastic day for Wade LeBlanc. 
my career depends on every start. It's a little, it's a little less so now after this. Uh, every start's still big because we're trying to do something special here, and uh, I understand that. But at the same time, it's it's huge for for me and my family. Did you play all over the league? Played in Japan. Did you ever know that? Did you ever think that this day would come though, where you get this kind of? Man, I, to be honest with you, I thought my career was over after Japan. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of bites, and and the, the agent that I have now was able to, to scrounge up some interest, and, and here we are. It's been a huge blessing. I'm, I'm very, very thankful, and and uh, like I said, I'm really humbled by, by this extension, and we'll try to make good on it. How much did you grow from that experience in Japan? How much did that shape who you are today? Um, A lot. A lot. There was there were some struggles. There was, uh, but you know, there's a lot of ups and downs in baseball uh, for anybody. But you know, when you when you go over there and then you come back and you're, I was always kind of a nobody. But then you're like you're really a nobody because you kind of fell off the map. Uh, I was hanging on. I was hanging on to the map by by a thread, and then I kind of fell off coming back from Japan. But then you just kind of keep your nose down. You keep grinding, and and you know. Lord smiled on me. Good things have happened from there. How much validation does it give you? Just in, not in where you are in your career, but in how you're pitching and the effectiveness that you have right now. You know, I think it's I think it's more validated in the the team's win loss record and and how we're doing as a ball club, and um, that's that's so important to me as opposed to the you know the individual record and to to be able to to say that this team pulls together and, and pulls out wins when I'm on the mound is that's that's a really special thing for me to be able to say I'm re I take a lot of pride in that uh, because I had never had that until I got to this ball club so um, with that being said it is it is nice to be able to like I said know where I'm going to be next year know where my family's going to be and know that we're we're in a pretty good situation wait on the mound who are you now as compared to three four years ago I'm more each time I go out there, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with who I am as a pitcher. Um, and I've always known who I am as a person, but to to understand the stuff I have and it's good enough to pitch at this level if I if I execute and I use it correctly and, and to understand proper sequencing and, and what guys are trying to do off of me, I, I understand and I'm more comfortable and confident with who I am as a pitcher. It didn't seem like any of that going, was going through your head or affected you at least today on the mound, uh, the way you were pitching against L.A. Was any of it you know, coming through your head, what you able to secure with your future? Oh, no, no, no. Um, it, it's nice to take a breath and, and, and like I said, know where you're going to be. Uh, but at the same time, each pitch is, is huge, especially you know when they have a guy like Haney on the mound who who can put up zeros in a hurry. Um, you, you like to make those leads stand and, and get the guys back in the dugout. So that's really all I was focused on. What does this deal mean uh, in terms of how the organization treated you and believed in you? And how does this uh, prepare you for um, you know, continuing uh, working hard as you have? Um, it's, it's definitely a lot of motivation because you want to you make good on the contract. You want to you show the, the ball club that their faith was, it, was, was well placed. Um, but at the same time, you know, I had a spot. It's not like I didn't have a spot on this ball club. So if I if I focus on the wrong things, then then I'm not putting the time into into my teammates, into the staff, into my job as a, as a starting pitcher, and that's to to keep the team in the game and give us a chance to win. So for me, 
um, that's what I'm most focused on. Uh, that's what I've been focused on all year, and that's what I'm going to continue to be focused on going forward. Hey, we saw the refine, or we saw the cutter a lot tonight at times, and going and getting swings and misses, and getting guys looking. The refinement of that pitch, how important has that been for your success these last few years? Um, the last few years, it's been huge. I've thrown a cutter for uh, since 2009, uh, but it seems like it seems like I'm getting more comfortable with it. I understand where I need to start it. Um, you know, on the plate, and it's getting better and more consistent against lefties, and that's that's I think that's made a difference. Is it trouble the team keeping Trout down to shoot down, or was it keep him up base times? Oh, it was huge. It was huge. Um, I mean, he's he's the best player in baseball for a reason, and and they don't have slouches coming up behind him either. Uh, anytime you can keep anybody off base in the, in the big leagues is huge, but especially a guy like that. The pitch to Simmons was that just a cutter that didn't cut. Cutter stayed middle. I don't know if it cut. He didn't hit it like it cut. Um, but you know, fortunately, we scored enough runs, put enough runs on the board to to make it irrelevant. There it is, Wade LeBlanc after the contract extension and his outing a couple of starts ago. So now the Mariners look for a series win tonight. It's not going to be easy. Seven ten first pitch. Marco Gonzalez takes the ball for the Mariners, and of course, he has been fabulous all season long for the Mariners at exactly 100 innings this year a hundred and a third innings this year 377 ERA and 17 starts so far this season for Marco Gonzalez he's coming off his complete game against the Royals nine innings six hits one run nearly got the shutout no walks seven strikeouts in fact he hasn't He's only allowed one walk in his past three starts combined, New York, Boston, and Kansas City. He faced Los Angeles on the 13th, went five, allowed three earned runs, punched out seven in that ball game. So Marco gets the ball for the Mariners, taking the ball for the Angels. Special guest is Mariners designated hitter, outfielder, Nelson Cruz. Nelly, uh, you hit a baseball as hard, as far, as well as anybody I've seen in, in many, many years. Uh, when, when you're talking to kids, what do you tell them about what it takes to be a good hitter at really at any level? Well, uh, I mean, if you're a kid, you just have fun, you know, enjoy yeah. it. Um, I mean, you can no guarantee you're going to be a big league player. <laughs> you can go to school and finish your degree, and you can be a lawyer, a teacher, you know. That's the most important thing. And then um, if you find a passion for the game, I think uh, it's hard work, you know. Make yeah. sure you do... Um, you drills every day, um, uh, work out most of the days, uh, so you're strong enough to to play 162 games in the playoff. So you have to maintain your body in good shape uh, and uh, and your mind also stay sharp, you know, because the grind of uh, that many games, yeah. you can get, um, I guess, fatigue or lose the focus of what you want to accomplish during the year. Okay, you find that passion, you find out, you know, you're pretty good at what you do as far as hitting a baseball. What's, what's your routine like to get ready before each and every ball game? Well, everything is there at night, you know. Uh, when I go home, uh, I get my, my food ready. Um, I get my massage, whatever I need to work on my body. And then when I'm in bed, I watch the video, the tape, uh, the pictures I'm going to face the next day. So I have an idea. It's like uh, going to school, you, you do your homework exactly. <laughs> uh, before yeah. you go to the school. And uh, so I do my homework at home. And then uh, when I come to the ballpark, uh, first thing that I do is go to the gym, work out, make sure uh, I'm loose, my body feels strong. And then 
From there, I go to the cage, get my drills, uh, all my routines, high tee, the soft off, and then uh, I take my naps. (laughs) (laughs) And it works for you. It works for a lot of people. I'll tell you what, uh, Ted Williams, I think, said it best, uh, one of the greatest hitters of all time. One of the hardest things to do in sports is hit a round ball with a round bat squarely. So uh, now you're in the batter's box. Uh, How do you do that? How, How did you learn how to hit a baseball as well as you have for many, many years? Well, I think it's a process, you know. Um, I was very inconsistent in the minors. I know they have the power, but uh, uh, to be able to, to put the, the, the good part of the bat on, on the baseball yeah. uh, consistently, you know, it takes me years. Uh, learn how to get my, my swing shorter, straight to the ball. Um, so it's why I do my routines every day because it's a, this is a repetition. And, and then uh, when you are there, you trust it, you know. Besides hitting the baseball the way you do, you're, you're a power hitter, but you also do a good job of hitting the ball the other way into right field. Uh, as a hitter, how do you explain that? How do you do that? Well, also it's a process, you know. Um, uh, if, when, when, you, when you work on your swing, um, you, you hear a lot of people just let the ball travel, you know, yeah. let, let, let it come to you. Um, also, when you, you swing it short to the ball, you let the ball travel more. You can you can lay up breaking pitches that are out of, out of strike zone, and then because of that... Um, you can see it a little bit longer? Yeah, definitely. You can see it a little bit longer. If you swing it short to the ball, you can let the, the fastball travel a little bit more. You don't have to cheat to hit the fastball. And because of that also, you can recognize breaking pitch balls and strikes. Talking about breaking pitches, I've asked a lot of pitchers on the show, how do you throw a curveball? As a hitter, how do you hit a curveball? <laughs> well, um, if, if you face a, a pitcher before or have an idea what to expect, um, it's kind of easy to, it's not easier, but I mean, it, it makes it a little bit easier because you know where the ball breaks, you know, all that. Yeah. The hardest thing is like, pitchers like yesterday, we don't, we don't face him. Right. Well, I haven't seen what they throw. I haven't seen the curveball, and then to a strike they throw you the curveball. Like whoa, <laughs> yeah. So you have to defend the strike zone, um, and, and I think that's the hardest part to do. To do you know, um, but once you figure it out that they throw and you see it uh, a few times, then um, at least you can pull the ball and play. What's the best advice you'd give to a kid as far as just learning, you know, how to hit? I mean, from from the basics of. Uh, the bat and being comfortable in the batter's box, open stance, closed stance, you know, uh, wh- where do you start to talk to kids about yeah, hitting? I think, I think the first thing you have to uh, pick up release point. That's one of the, the things that I always tell the kids. Um, make sure you see the the ball coming up, the pitcher's hands, mm-hmm. everything is start from there and just follow through, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's the key. You know, you have to see it to hit it. Yeah. So follow the baseball all the way um, and keep your head in, 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 in top of the plate. And hit a strike, right? No doubt, yeah, exactly. Hit a strike, that's the other thing. Um, you learn, it's a process also, you learn to control your strike zone and, and, and lay those pitches that look close yeah. enough, and then um, they have to come more close to the, the, to the plate, and then you start hitting. You're so much fun to watch. How do you hit a baseball 450 feet like you do? <laughs> um, that's a process, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a process, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, I always have power. Um, not with that consistent, you know. Um, I think um, I learned that you have to maintain your body strong. Yeah. Uh, doing the all season, you work out for the long ride. But uh, it's not only that. You have to work at daily basis, yeah. you know. So you maintain 
the power, you maintain the, the body in shape. But the best advice for a kid, and you said it already, just go out there and have fun. Yeah, no doubt. Hit the ball and go run around the bases and enjoy the great game of baseball. No doubt. I mean, when when you do that, you know, everything comes more easy. Um, and, and it's like baseball. It is a fun game, you know. If you play if you play with joy, you play you play with peace, um, you 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 will be you be more likely to play every day. You play it with joy, you play it with peace, you you play it with uh, the excitement of a kid and we love watching you play the game of baseball, especially in a Mariners uniform. Nelly, thanks a lot for the visit here on Rick's Tips. All right, thank you. Mariners designated hitter, Nelson Cruz. Jaime Barria will take the ball for the Angels and he's been splendid for the Angels this year. Has not typically gone deep into ball games, but it's been very effective. He pitched against the M's on the 12th in Seattle. Five innings, eight hits, two earned runs, no walks, a couple of strikeouts. Overall on the season, he's basically hung out at the five, six inning range. 3-4-0 ERA in 11 starts and over 55 innings of work as the Mariners look for a series win tonight against the Angels. Coming up now, we're going to hand things over to Rick Riz. A chance to sit down with the slugger, Nelson Cruz. Now it's time for Riz Remembers the Final Kingdom Game. And time now for another Riz Remembers as we talk about, uh, I'll tell you what, something very special, very emotional. The final game at the Kingdom. Back on June the 27th of 1999, the Mariners opened up shop in April, April 6th of 1977. Here it was 22 years later. And the Mariners would be playing for the final time in the ballpark where the ball club, the franchise, was first born. It was a heck of a day. It was a sellout crowd, 56,000-plus in the kingdom as the Mariners were getting ready to take on the Texas Rangers. Freddie Garcia became a star with the Mariners organization, was the starting pitcher that day, went five innings, eventually got the win. The Mariners won by a score of 5-2. to two. But this day was really something special. And on a special day, Ken Griffey Jr. always seemed to do something special. And he did in the bottom of the first inning. Junior hit a three-run home run off of Aaron Seeley in the bottom of the first inning. And the Mariners were off and running. Here's the pitch on the way to Junior, swinging a drive deep to right field, down the line. There it goes. Goodbye baseball. He did it. Holy smoke, Ken Griffey Jr. with a three-run homer. Mariners take the lead, 3-2 to two over the Rangers, number 377 for Jr. And there go the flashbulbs. And not only that, he also made an incredible catch, robbing Juan Gonzalez of a home run that was headed over the wall at the Kingdom in uh, center field, and Jr. made a very, very Incredible catch, but that's what Ken Griffey Jr. did his entire career. From the stretch, Garcia's 1-0 pitches. Swung on, hit well to center field. Griffey going back. He's at the track. He leaps, and he makes the catch. Holy cow, he got it. Oh, my. He got it. He took a home run away from Gonzalez. And side retired. One of the better catches by Griffey. For my partner, Dave Niehaus, it was a very... Uh, emotional time because he spent so much time with that organization with the Mariners uh, through thick and thin and mostly a lot of thin games a lot of long seasons but uh, for Dave it was it really hit him that this would be the final game ever played of the kingdom he became emotional toward the end of that ball game and uh, I think we all did 
to say goodbye to where it all started. Wilson, the native of suburban Chicago. Mesa, a native of the Dominican Republic. The closing battery here at the Kingdome trying to end it. Now the stretch. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Rusty Greer from Jose Mesa. Swing and a fly ball hit into left center field and moving over is Hunter on the run. He's got it, and an era is over. The Mariners win it in unbelievable fashion. Five to two, my, oh my. This place exploding, 56,530. With flash bulbs going off, you would think the Mariners had just won the World Series. They haven't, but it's the best thing until it comes along, I'll tell you, to say goodbye to this place. But at the same time, we were so excited to move in to the new home across the street. Here at Safeco Field a few weeks later, the Mariners would go on a long road trip and then come back and open up this beautiful ballpark in July, July 15th of 1999. But uh, that final game in the Kingdom. After the game was over, I remember all the confetti raining down on the field. The fans had a chance to go onto the field. The Mariners had a win. Junior hit a home run, made the great catch, and the Mariners bowed out with a victory against the Texas Rangers. It was so, so emotional, exciting, and sad to say goodbye to the kingdom on June the 27th of 1999. What a day.